0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Playing Catch-Up. I'm Tom Bailey, here once again with Paul Thomas. Paul, how's it going?
1: I'm good. Yeah, you?
0: Yeah, can't complain.
1: I'd rather back the question back to you for a change, because you always ask me, so you know, how are That's things true. going. So, uh, yeah, how are you and how are things in your life?
0: <laughs> yeah, things are good, hectic, uh, lots going on at work. So, uh, I mean, this time round, we're going to be talking about just generally some of the stuff we've been playing over the past few weeks or so. And uh, yeah. we just had a quick chat beforehand. It sounds like you've got through a fair bit more than me recently, but I'm, things are starting to clear up a little bit. So hopefully, I can kind of address that balance over the over the coming weeks. But um, yeah, I've got a couple of bits and pieces to talk about that I've managed to get through and spend a bit of time on. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm all good. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you batting it back to me. It's all good.
1: No, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay. So as you've as it sounds like you've you've got through a fair bit. Do you want to kick us off with with one of the I, games I, you've played? I playing? thought
1: that was. I thought you would back that one straight back to me after doing that, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. I, I think it's probably good that I start. So, um, I haven't quite finished this yet, but I played played a good amount, and um, I'll probably get this sort of finished over the next couple of days. Um, and I've talked before that um, I've kind of borrowed a 3DS and I'm trying to go through some of the backlog there yeah. and picking up bits and bobs and trying things out and... Um, now that I've kind of played Mario, Zelda, I've still kind of Calve, I've got to do, and I've played sort of the big, big hitters, Metroid as well. You know, uh, I like to then start to work on some of the the smaller franchises from Nintendo, the quirkier stuff, if you will. Yeah. You know, the Dosh and the Giants and your and your. Um, <laughs> You tingle games and things like that. Things that are a bit bit off the beaten track. So I'm with you. um, So I've been playing Chibi-Robo Ziplash. Oh, okay. I've heard of this game.
0: I've heard of it. I've not played it. I've not played any Chibi-Robo games
1: before. Okay. So I played uh, Chibi-Robo on the GameCube. Um, Yeah. There was some DS things which were almost like play things. This is, I would say, probably the next well i think so there was a, there was a ds1 that was felt a little bit like a remake of the gamecube one but it was a bit um bit low res low polygon didn't quite sort of couldn't really do justice to the idea of of um what chibi robo was you know which right um it's different from a lot of other games in nintendo he, it had a much very sort of ad- adventurous sort of feel, where you have this little guy cleaning up a house and doing little tasks for people in the house, etc. Um, yeah. And um, that that isn't what this is. Chibi Rubber okay. Ziplash is a two D platformer, uh, very bog standard. If it 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 doesn't have what you would uh, call maybe um, it's not a Mario. It doesn't have those big hooks that you would expect the the big hook in this in ziplash is that he can um you can hold down i think there's two two different buttons two different sacks um and as you go through the levels you can pick up these little blue orbs and what they do is they extend the length of his electrical cord and have you seen the character of chibi Robo do you know it yes little, what yeah, it looks have, like? yeah so it's like a little silver robot and he has a plug like a two pin plug um that he carries around on his normally on his head or or lets it trail along the ground, so yeah. as you carry if you get these green orbs these blue orbs, you extend the length of his electrical cord, which makes no sense whatsoever from a physical side, but that that's essentially what happens in the game, so you can extend it, which means you can kind of use it as a um as a as a as a rope to kind of latch onto things, so you could um, grab objects that are far off the sides of the screen that you can't see, maybe, or you could sort of bounce it around corners. So that's what the game tries to do with a lot of its puzzles. So it will have sort of a lot of right angle areas, which means it can bounce off all of those right angles and then reach a hook point, and then you kind of zip along and follow the path that you've just kind of outlined with your. Um, With your cord, basically. It's kind of one of the main... Pretty much the only main mechanic in this game. Um, It's incredibly average. um, (laughs) Almost disappointingly so in some ways. But I am very enamoured with the character of Chibi-Robo. I like his character. If that makes sense. I knew this would be average. But I don't mind because I just think he's a cool little character he's <laughs> he's he's the forgotten nintendo character and i yeah. and i like that and i like these offshoots that nintendo try it's just it feels a little low budget i can't tell what the audience for this game is whether it's meant to be children or not um, right it looks very low budget like i say in parts um i it feels easy but at times it feels also a bit frustrating. There are sort of fixed sections where you're on a skateboard or submarine, and those can be a little bit frustrating with the amount of deaths. But ultimately, infinite lives means it's not really too much of a problem. Mm. Um, it's it's okay. It's passable. It does some weird little things that um, if you, you you obviously haven't played Chibi Robo, so um, there are certain things in that game which. So, one of the big mechanics in the original Chibi-Robo, which is completely different from this game, I should sort of add, it's completely different genres and completely different setup, um, is the idea that he's cleaning up the house. So, he'll find bits of banana skin or Coke cans or whatever, and he kind of picks them up and puts them inside of his head. Geogra- geographically, again, like it doesn't fit. He's really tiny, but yeah, go with it. It's, it's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> but in the original game, that you'd use that to kind of um, power up and um, get more energy into the house and restore the house to full work, working order and, and sort of restore your spaceship, basically, to full working order. This game has the same mechanic of picking up trash, but it has nothing to do with it. So it just ends up being a number that kind of goes up and use it for your own energy that you can get from power outlets from various points yeah. in the game. Similarly, as a problem with coins, um, there's a lot of coins in the world, but very little to spend things on. In fact, there's only two items you can actually buy with coins. And so, at the moment, I have a ridiculous amount of coins, which don't tend to do much. So, there are issues with this game in terms of its design, and it feels like they only exist because they've always existed. But you've got a very different game. Yeah, I'm busy. So yeah. it, it has issues. Is what I'm saying.
0: Um, <laughs> so, so how long have you have you put into it? So you nearly finished, you think?
1: Yeah, um, I don't know, maybe four, five, six hours, something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not mega short. Um, I so I'm, I'm sort of up to world four. I think there's six worlds. Um, each world's got sort of six stages, then a boss, um, and they um, all. Fit on a theme on this game, you're kind of going around the world, so but again, it's very loosely based. So, you go to like the Caribbean and it's just a beach level, you know, or go (laughs) to Europe and it's just it's a forest, which is not really Europe, you know. Um, but it and and again, that's very different from the original Tree We Robo, which all takes place in just a family's house. Um, I suppose the thing that is nice about this is that, um Chibi Robo is always about the size of things. You know, you're very small in that in, in the original game, and going around the house takes a lot of effort because you're going upstairs and, and upstairs and downstairs takes a lot of time because you're just so small. And so this game tries to do that. So when you're in the forest, for example, you're fighting things that look big, like big bugs and stuff, because you're small. And it feels like you're in the in the overgrowth of sort of the grass and things. It's not it kind of has a bit of that scale. Um, and it, it it does nice things. It, it does what I what, I've, and I don't know how many. I think this is probably a modern thing in games with platformers that it's not fixed um viewpoint in terms of zoom. So at times it will zoom quite far out to show bigger area. Okay, and mm. that that feels quite nice when it kind of uses that again with the ziplash mechanic to kind of go to different areas um and seeing different things. Um, in terms of secrets um, but and, and, and it's quite good in that regard as well in terms of um, collectibles on levels, there's there's normally um, sweets to collect, and I'll come back to sweets um, coins and, and some big coins that you can kind of get and um, these little mini uh, chibi robos um, which if you accidentally hit them die, which is quite distressing when you're supposed to be collecting them um, and they kind of jump around and try and avoid being captured. So it can get quite difficult um, to to capture them. And quite often when you see them out of the corner of your eye, you think, oh, that's an enemy. So your natural reaction is just to press attack. And, yeah, you kind of curse yourself because uh, you wanted to pick the, that little guy up. Um, there's badges for sort of getting perfect runs and things like that. Um, and I might go back and do that if there's something really important about that. Um so the other the other thing that sort of returned in this game is the toys. So in the original, there were all of these toys that you met. Like, I, I, there was a, I think, like Little Bo Peep, but the Nutcracker is the one that I've met recently, or like a rocking horse, you know, uh, almost like Toy Story-esque sort of characters, kind of animated and stuff. Um, but everyone yeah. talks in gibberish. It's all made-up language, um, which very much, I think, annoyed people uh particularly your companion who's called Telly, which is like a floating TV screen. And he kind of Yeah, he makes like it's it's almost worse than um Zelda with its um with, with the fairy and stuff. It's it's worse than that. It's more annoying than that. It's yeah, you have to hear it. That's it's sensible. quite yeah. it's quite it's quite irritating. Um so you meet these characters and they want sweets and so you find sweets in the world and you give them to them. I don't know why I'm getting <laughs> coins for doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. And so this is the other bizarre thing in this game. It wasn't in the previous, but the sweets are all all real sweets. Um, like Pez. Okay. And, um Lots of American and Japanese brands I've never heard of. Like there's one that's clearly Smarties but it's like a figure of eight and like sealed hmm. almost like um um almost like paracetamol do you know what i mean uh
0: yeah i think i do know what you mean yeah 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 <laughs> so
1: it's like Smiles yeah. in an eight shape i don't know why it's an eight it's it's it's, it's silver like thing in an eight shape and it's like it's called something like mega eight or something weird <laughs> sweets okay. and they yeah. give you facts about these sweets when you give them to the toys they kind of explain why these sweets are great okay don't get it
0: yeah yeah This sounds bizarre
1: <laughs> it's one of the most bizarre if if it's meant to be a tie-in for some i, I don't get why and i don't get who it's aimed for again it comes back to who, who's this game yeah. aimed for i don't know so <laughs> hey. okay um yeah it's an odd game in some regards, but it's not. It, it's not without merits. It's just. I'm, I'm a fan of platformers, as you're probably aware by now. And so <laughs> yeah, play put put me in front of any sort of platform game, I'll play it. I don't really care what it is. You know, it could be um, Barbie platforming game, and I'll probably play <laughs> it. So, uh, but yeah, I, I can't recommend it too highly.
0: Um yeah. Fair enough. How about how about the uh original Chibi Rubber? Because I do think I've got that sitting around somewhere. Um I do mean you... there are hundreds of other things. Is that worth going back to at this point?
1: Yes. It's a yeah. short answer. Yeah, yeah, it's um it's a much better game than this. Um and I think I think this might the last further days for the Chibi Roa franchise because they've had a few games and they haven't really done very well I don't think even the original didn't do very well mm-hmm. um, but they, I don't know why they haven't sort of recreated the original and done a proper sequel if that makes sense they've just done odd offshoots one of the DS games was like a photo camera app of sorts I, I don't know why they're not sort of utilising the character properly in the structure that was originally set out because it worked quite well it it used the idea of you've only got so much power to move around the house so you have to keep coming back to the same point to recharge basically so Mm. that kind of gave you um, time to play with it was almost a bit like Pikmin in some ways you know where you felt like you've got all these tasks to do but you can only do so much in the time that you have. So go do what you can and then come back, you know. Um, yeah. Um, and this doesn't, this is just a platformer. Um, yeah, it, it's fine. It's just a little bit um, uninspired, I suppose. Mm. Mm. Uh, but I'll get through it. There, there is, there's one utterly bizarre mechanic in this that, don't think I've seen another game. I don't know why it exists. I don't expect another game to copy this. So when you finish when you finish a level, so you've got six <laughs> six levels in a world. So you start one yeah. one one two one three one four one five one six. When you finish a world, you get a roulette wheel with the numbers one to three on it. Right, and you spin the roulette wheel, and if you get a 2, for example, you skip World 1-2 and go to World 1-3 instead. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: What? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. And the World... And the, so there's six, six. 1-2 so to up to 1-6 and then it loops round. So if yeah. you miss a level on the first time round, you can keep going round. But if you land on a level you've already done, you will have to replay that level.
0: What? That doesn't sound fun. That doesn't sound fun at all.
1: Completely bizarre. I don't understand that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so could, is, could is... you, in theory, just keep hitting the same level <laughs> several times over?
1: You Well, you if you... So it only goes up to three. So you could... I suppose you could do 1-1 one, one as the first one, then hit a three and do 1-3, and then hit a three and then do... Yeah. 1-1 one, one again and hit a 3 and then do... Yeah, you could keep going indefinitely. But in right. reality, you don't because there is a way out, which is you can spend your coins and buy panels to override them.
0: Okay, I'm with so
1: you. So you can spend like 120 coins to buy a Move 1 panel and put it into one of the six slots. Yeah. So if you want to get to the levels sequenced in order every time, which is what I end up doing, you just end up filling the roulette wheel or with number ones, and then you still have to spin the roulette wheel, and it moves one space.
0: Yeah. Okay. But you're saying, I mean, I think you said there was hardly anything to spend coins on, so it wasn't it wasn't a hardship exactly. for you to do that, by the sense of, right, okay.
1: No, it was not a hardship to do that. And again, it comes back to what the hell you've got to spend coins on, and I wonder if they've just put this in to give you something to try. And But it's not fun, and it's not interesting. And it's just bizarre. If you're a little yeah. kid playing this game, you're you'd be completely flummoxed by this.
0: Yeah, that sounds really odd. I don't I don't quite get that at all.
1: No. No, not <laughs> at all. Um you can kinda of get away with sort of um not spending the coins because um when you finish a stage you normally have like three coloured spaceships that you can try and hit. I don't know what it reminded me of, maybe like an old Mario game with different exits. So, um you do your ziplash and bounce it around and if you cho- if you hit the smallest of the spaceships, then you'll get three spins on the thing that finishes the level. If you hit the silver one, you get two, and if you hit the bronze, you get one. So, so quite so quite often I would just leave the roulette wheel as it is, do the two spins, and then it, when it's the last one, I'm like, right, well I'll definitely want to move one space and not skip a level, so I'll change them all to ones. okay. <laughs> right. And bizarrely, and, and and then the other thing is, <laughs> so when you do the six levels, you get the boss level, right? When you get the boss level, you still have to spin a wheel that's called the boss wheel, and they're all the all the face of the boss.
0: So you can only ever land on the boss, but yeah. it makes you spin it. Man, yeah. what what is happening there? It yeah. sounds so irritating.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just time-wasting, oh isn't it? It's yeah, just, yeah. It's just the definition of... Um, I don't get it, but... Yeah. Hey-ho, it's Weird. not a game. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like it. I quite like these stupid things, because uh, we all know the way game design should be, so when you get stuff like this that has no reason or purpose, you just kind of go, okay? <laughs> Fine? Yeah. Yeah. If anybody knows, let me know. Let me know if it's some <laughs> deep, deep sort of. Um, maybe it's maybe it's rooted in some Japanese sort of, you know, tradition or something. But I very much doubt it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds very odd. Okay, is it is that? Everything with, with chibi rubber is there anything else to say about it? Or have we, we exhausted?
1: Uh... I think I've exhausted it. Um, the yeah. only the other thing that I quite liked was um, some of the enemies make, um, and I only realised later, I, I knew it was from Mario, some of the enemies make the Koopa noise. Well, that was pretty nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was the only, that was, I suppose that's the only way you can tell it's a Nintendo game. And that right. is damning yeah. by faint praise if ever I've uh, made a statement. <laughs> Well, okay.
0: Right then, I won't be rushing to play that, I don't think. But I am kind of very curious I, I think, about it as well.
1: I think the GameCube game is definitely still worth playing, like I say. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like the character. I would like him to return in another game, but I just can't see it happening if I'm honest and mm. um he hasn't really, like I say, he's he's very much a tier character. I don't. I yes. don't. He he must be in Smash Brothers somewhere, right? He he must oh, yeah, be. Yeah, imagine so. As a as a trophy unlock or whatever it is in the yeah. new World of Light mode, but he must be somewhere. But he's he's never going to be a playable character. You know, it's that's yeah. never going to happen. So, hey ho.
0: Okay. Um. Right. So, for want of a better phrase, I've played through two. Looter shooters in in the past few weeks. Um, both different, but both similar in different different ways. Basically, the one that I've spent the most time with is the Division, um, mm. which is a third person shooter. Essentially, uh, I bought it quite close to launch originally, uh, and just didn't have the time to, to commit to it at that point. So, bounced off it quite quickly. Uh, it's it's obviously largely built around online play, but I went back to it recently and. and played it essentially as a, as a single player ubisoft game um everyone knows the formula you know the maps split up into distinct sections you go to one area complete a certain task which opens up all the local kind of side quests and fills your map full of icons and and what have you so you know i think ubisoft ubisoft get a lot of flack for for kind of generic game design um mm. but i think their best games are are really worthwhile and this one i really really got into in the end the core cool mechanics are just really solid and satisfying it's basically just a particularly satisfying cover shooter and i found the difficulty of it really refreshing as well it's pretty punishing at times without being unfair uh, particularly in the early levels and although you can team up with with either friends or or randoms online um it's not a case of well okay build up a squad of four and you can breeze through the levels it, it kind of builds up the difficulty exponentially um and actually can often be a lot harder when you team up with others but as i say I, I i play through this mostly just on my own um the action set in in manhattan in the aftermath of of um bioterrorists releasing a, a virus um that that's kind of uh kind of ravaged the city um and they they really kind of nailed the atmosphere the desolation of of wandering around the streets of kind of wintry new york after everything's gone south as NPCs out scavenging for food and supplies and bands of enemies patrolling the streets and uh, trying to take you out in the open world. And the story missions I thought were really well realised um, and, and the way it works each time you complete one of those main missions you, um, you get supplies for your base of operations that you're trying to build back up um, and you can upgrade three distinct different wings which are kind of based on uh, medical research, security and, and tech. And upgrading each one of those to different stages unlocks new perks and talents for your character aligned to that kind of area. Um, side missions are quite varied to begin with, but can get a little bit samey if, after a while if you're trying to do absolutely everything on offer. Uh, the one thing it does differently I've not really seen before in this type of game is um, the dark zone, which mm-hmm. is an area that kind of mixes traditional player versus everything gameplay with, with PvP stuff. Um, and th- th- that this is the area where you can pick up the best... Gear basically, but it comes at a price. Um, in order to be able to use it in the main area of the game outside of the dark zone, you need to go through the process of extracting it. Basically, what that means is you head to an extraction zone and you fire a flare into the air to call in a chopper. Uh, that takes a little while to arrive at you. Um, when it does, it lowers a rope, you attach your gear to the rope, and you have to defend that area uh, until the chopper can safely get away. Um, firing that flare into the air. Um, obviously attracts um a kind of it attracts computer controlled enemies and they'll they'll come at you in waves but it also lets ev- absolutely everybody on the map know that you are trying to extract this stuff. Um so any human controlled characters who want to come and piss you off basically and try and steal all your hard earned uh uh wares can can just come and attack you at any point. Um and even if you're in a squad with friends um or, or randoms, um people on your own team can choose to go rogue. So basically, you could have spent an hour patrolling the map, getting loads of good stuff, um, go to extract it, and then one of them can, can decide, actually, I don't want to share this. I, I'm going to go rogue. I'm going to kill everyone else if they're particularly good and make off with, with all your stuff. So it is particularly stressful, but um, but I really like that kind of risk-reward idea. It's something a little bit different I've not really come across before. But, I, I mean, I played a bit of it, a bit of that area, but I didn't spend a huge amount of time because, as I say, it's just, just massively stressful spending that time getting really good stuff. Um, but I just found going through the, the main story, I mean, it's a pretty chunky game, plen- plenty of uh, stuff on offer in there. Um, I just really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was really, really good. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's, there's there's a huge amount more to say about it, but um, obviously these, these kind of games are built around the end game, and I've not really done that much of it obviously the new the, the sequels coming out mm-hmm. i think in a week's time as uh, as we're recording so there's not a huge amount of people on there anymore but um as i say just playing it as a as a standard ubisoft um single player game i got got a huge amount out of it so really enjoyed that and the other one i've played through recently was um was destiny 2 um so you and i played a fair bit of the original destiny
1: we did yeah like when
0: it first came out yeah, I uh, completed the first raids in the same group, which was a fantastic experience, like one of the most memorable kind of gaming experiences I've had, I'd say. I thought thought it was amazing. Um but I know that I definitely made a conscious decision not to get Des- Destiny 2 at launch because of the amount of time I spent on the first one and I, I seem to remember having a conversation with you at, at the time as well that you, that you decided to go the same way. Um but I got chatting to a friend of mine from university, um a little while ago who I used to play co-op stuff with online a little bit um, years ago and Destiny 2 had just gone free on, on PlayStation Plus. So recently we we decided to just play through the campaign. I've not got a huge amount to say about this one, really, to be honest. It's obviously more of the same. There's the same as the, the, the first game, but I mean, just immediately reminded of what was so addictive about the original going into this. The the, the core mechanics and the, the gunplay is just so solid, really, really meaty mm-hmm. and, and um, uh, satisfying to play um campaign's pretty short to be honest with you but we had enough fun playing through it um that I've you know I've ordered the the expansions We've got cheap code for the expansions for both of us and we're going to going to play through those as well again I don't know how much time I'll spend in the end game cuz I just I don't have the amount of time I used to have to 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 commit to these types of games now but um but yeah I mean both really really solid but the division in particular I was really surprised by how much I I just kind of really really caught onto it I think the the just the, the storyline there as well um, appealed to me. I just thought it was really well realised. I mean, that, that game caught a lot of flack specifically because the original reveal trailer obviously looked a hell of a lot better than what it ended up being, but it still looked fantastic to me. Um, I was really impressed with it. But yeah, very much a, 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 you know, it does what it says on the tin type of game. You know what you're getting when as you go in, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with it.
1: It's good. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think... Um... Getting getting a lot out of these multiplayer centric games from a single player perspective is quite interesting and good really. I think um Yeah, you're right about Destiny, um Destiny two, I kinda of bounced off just because or, or didn't sort of invest or go into because um I found with each expansion my interest was sort of lowering because again the time commitment to kind of get up to where you needed to be and really to get the most out of it it felt like you needed to be part of the raids and therefore to get to that point you need to sort of put an investment of time in and then also when you were doing the raids it felt like you needed um a constant sort of team to kind of do it multiple times um over a period of months you know because you would kind of be working together every week to try and do the raid and and you could I remember it was one of those things where you didn't want to do it more than once in a week because once you ticked it off your list of a to-do you were kind of done with it so yeah i think you know i think you were the same as myself we didn't really sort of form into a a team that could really dedicate our time at a set time every week to do that and so i kind of fell off that but i do remember sort of picking up um the the later game sort of content on destiny i think i I don't think I got the the last expansion, but the expansion before. And to be honest, I kind of did the same as you. I played more or less by myself, just with randoms dipping in and out. And it was nice. It was fine. Yeah. It was good. Um, because the moment-to-moment gameplay is strong enough to kind of carry it. And um, I, it's. I suppose it it it's like an open-world game, but but with it has a bit more. Um, volatility to it which I always quite liked. I always liked the idea that something could happen off to the side somewhere and then you could get distracted by that with a different event and kind of naturally sort of kind of come together on a you know, um, what's the word an alliance in inverted commas like you say with the loop I like that idea that it's you know, well we're together for this but in reality (laughs) we're against each other sort of thing. I quite like things like that and um, yeah, I'm. I, I think. I think you're right. I think um, Ubisoft get a lot of flack for for their games and um, their their copycat stuff. Um, and Division is an interesting one because I took very much to Destiny, but a lot of my friends uh, took to Division. Uh, they yeah. started playing about launch time, um, and um, the thing for them was that it was more rooted in the real world with yes. uh, guns and cover ex- and, and stuff like that. So they liked the fact it felt more relatable as a location, I think. Um, right. Even though I think behind the surface, I suspect it's doing similar things to Destiny. Is that is that fair to say that in terms of the structure and the, 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 the way you kind of go on missions and parties disband and sort of come together and... Um, Bosses? Does it have all of that, or is it looser? I suppose. What What's the main difference? Having never played it, I suppose.
0: No, I, I think it's fair to say it's it's similar in that respect. So you you have um you can match make at any time. Say so, say you you're going into a a level. Uh, sorry, a, a main story mission. You're basically. um you go into an area that's blocked off from from the outside world eventually you you go into that specific instance and you can matchmaking, and and people can come come in with you or you can go in with a a readily formed group but it's also similar to destiny in 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 the respect you were talking about there the the bit that you liked specifically where you could be planning to go off and do one thing but actually there might be a roaming band of enemies actually over to the right that that catch your eye start firing at you and suddenly you're drawn into that 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 you know, um,
1: particular like, yeah. part
0: of what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it seems quite dynamic, uh, to me, like, like that. It, it, I really liked just wandering those streets. And I thought it was really well realised, you know, it's wintry New York and mm-hmm. just, just, um, yeah, it, it definitely, definitely appealed to me in that respect. I understand you saying, you know, your, your friends being drawn to that real world location is obviously particularly famous, um, area of the us that everybody has seen on tv or in movies if they they, even if they haven't been there themselves and um yeah i I thought it was really well done but but yeah there are definite similarities to destiny there um and i think from what i've read um for a while it was it was a bit of a mess in terms of endgame um but um from what i've read they they really listened to feedback and and really Mm -hmm. kind of got on top of it for for subsequent patches and People were really happy with it by the end. Um, so I think everything I've read about you know the, the hardcore division players talking about the new one uh, are saying they're really excited about some of the stuff they've got lined up. I, I've got to say, I'm tempted to, to jump in to be honest, with you.
1: <laughs> I really. Well, my, am but my friends I know what are, will happen. But... Um, for, for sure, they've, they're all sort yeah. of eagerly talking and pre ordered, etc. And yeah, um, it, it's I, I think it's got the usual Ubisoft rubbish with like 20 different. Packages and stuff, hasn't it? Yes. I don't I yeah, think it probably absolutely. does. But yeah. am I right in thinking that all the extra content is free, or was that true for, De- for Division? Because there was a lot of talk about that, and I, I've always thought that was very good that they did that. Whereas Destiny has done always the expansion, and Destiny's been very bad at locking players out, if that makes sense, and kind of going, well, there's almost no point in you playing unless you're buying the expansion. It never felt like a choice in Destiny, it felt like you yes. to buy it. Or you're left behind.
0: Yeah, I, 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 there was definitely was some backlash to, to Destiny Two in that respect. I don't know how fair it was, but it's definitely true to say, you know, with the weekly missions and what have you, sometimes that would be a level that you could only play if you had the expansion. Yep. So there, there were definitely some people who were like, "Hold on, this is this is not Is that right. like the
1: same for Destiny Two as well? Are you finding uh, that now playing through um, it, that the right bits locked off to you, or does it not feel as sort of well? Lack of I've life?
0: I've I've got the download code for the expansions now, so I hadn't. I hadn't even looked at the end game. All we'd done, we played through the campaign, and then we played some strikes right. at the end. You know, the kind of th- yeah. Yeah. three team uh, kind of um, runs with a boss at the end. Uh, so we'd done some of those, uh, and that was about it. But we'd had sufficient, you know, fun with it to to grab the uh, the expansions. Um, all all the current expansions were available for I think it was like sixteen, seventeen quid for for the code. So um, so since we've been past that point. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have come across anything that was locked off anyway, so I'm not sure to be honest with you. But you're absolutely right about I don't know about the original division, but Division Two, yeah the the first year of DLC I believe is free to everybody. I, I think there's still a season pass available, which is a bit confusing. But I think <laughs> what that is is you can get into that stuff a week before the free players, and there's a couple of other really? bits. And pieces, but I think that's yeah, a, which is that's which a, is a bit of an that's odd one.
1: A, that's a really odd model, isn't it? I've never yeah. heard of that. Yeah. Wow, but.
0: But yeah, so I don't really understand quite what else that brings. and Why people? Oh, I think you know, do, doesn't it doesn't appeal that. to me. I I'm sure they I, will. I don't. I, un- I just don't get it personally because. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I can. I can. <laughs> I'm more than happy to wait for a week. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, same. But I can definitely see why that would appeal to people, especially those on that treadmill. If that makes sense in terms yes, of, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm playing every you know every week almost every day it gets to with yeah. some of these games with people yeah. and
0: but, but I mean yeah. if if those people subsidize the the free content for everyone else then then I'm all for it I guess but um mm-hmm. as long as they're not getting any any massive advantage by doing it then then yeah no I th- I think any game that that puts out content for free I remember my son was into Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare for a long time when he was younger and all of the DLC for that was free um and that was paid for by cosmetics you know, people being able to buy cosmetic stuff with with real money. Um, and he never touched any of that stuff, so he, he was just having everything for free as as he went. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of that type of model. If 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 it means as long as people aren't buying equipment that gives them an advantage in game, then yeah. then each to their own, you know. Um, I think, yeah. I, think that,
1: I think that early model access almost sounds even better than cosmetics to me in some yeah. ways. I think that's. Yeah. That's a really nice uh, way of doing it, and because you know, like I say, people will definitely go for that. And yeah. cosmetics—it depends. I, I think, I think there is an argument to say that um, if the nicest-looking things are things you can only buy, then I'm kind of, I'm a bit wary of that. I think, yeah. um, as somebody who's played quite a lot of sort of fighting games over the years, I don't like the fact that you know, to get a decent set of um, different costumes to make it feel better and different. Sometimes a lot of that is now DLC. And so, and and sometimes the more interesting sort of things, and especially when you're dedicating a lot of time to a game, um, it does feel a little, um, I don't know, a little, a little, um, a little, I think it depends on the model, doesn't it? Um, One thing that I sort of thing with with some of the cosmetic stuff is the idea that you, buy A lot of it all together, like you can't just buy the one thing, you have to buy like five things, and it might be like, well, but yeah. I only really want that one thing. Um, I think that's and 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 to be honest, again, anything anything of are buying outright is still better than any loot box of any way, shape, or form, so yeah, yeah um, you know, but they're, they're clearly all different, they're all trying sort of different models, and um, I think what's very clear on these sort of um, loot based ones is that, um, Shooters is quite good um is that um that you've got to keep the player base together to a certain degree you can't be locking stuff off too frequently um yeah i'm not sure if destiny's got it quite right um and it'd be very interesting to see what happens now that they are um, independent from yeah. activision um yeah. whether whether that does help them to be able to create content faster to more their liking um to try and keep the player base happy, um, but I, I think um, De- Destiny's bizarre to me, and 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 I think I still don't really understand why they lobbed off the old stuff from the new stuff, and I think that's still a bit strange in a lot of ways. That I don't know. I got the feeling. I don't. <laughs> I, all I remember about Destiny Two was the very negative reviews. But then, Destiny mm. wanted very, very negative reviews. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in a different way, I think. I think Destiny Two, everybody thought would be a new start, something very different, and I get the feeling it's not that different from what you've talked about. It sounds very familiar from what you've said.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. The experience. actual, you know, the the gameplay is is, is very, very similar to the first game. Again. There are there are new modes, uh, 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 some interesting sounding stuff that I've not actually tried yet. But yeah, the core game is is very similar from what I've played. And like I say, I'm fully aware that these games, you know, the, it, it's what comes at the end of the the campaign is is what the, the or care about. Um, but from yeah, just playing through the campaign is is very very similar stuff to the
1: first. Yeah. And that you that's don't...
0: no bad thing. You know, it's fun. It's fun to play. No,
1: you don't. You don't. You don't need that end game content, do you? It's it's it's. If you can get through, if you can enjoy just that core single-player experience, I think that's okay. I think that's okay yeah. if that's what you want to get out of it. And um, if you can tell a decent story and keep you engaged for 20 hours or so, which a lot of these single-player ones do, I think that's fine. You know? Um, I mean, and I'm guessing Destiny. it didn't cost much.
0: No. Well, no, it, was, it was on uh, PlayStation Plus uh, Destiny 2, so so yeah, I didn't, I didn't pay any extra for it. But, I mean, the campaign is very short. To be fair, it's it's very okay. short, but um, don't get me wrong. If I had the time, uh, and I didn't have <laughs> loads of time again, I could easily see myself playing playing the end game stuff. But um, but yeah, I think I'll play through the expansion missions and and see how I feel. But um, but but yeah, no, no, it was, it was just nice to dip back into that world for a bit and and remember mm. as much as enjoying the new game. Just remember the good times on on the first one because that playing through that raid blind with a, with a, a group of people who who didn't know what needed to be done was, was a lot of fun. So yeah. Yeah. Good that, good times.
1: That, that Tom Clancy though, he's a bit, a bit of a good game developer, isn't he? Tom Clancy. He <laughs> oh, yeah. Prolific. The hits. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. And the books. <laughs> Can't keep him yeah. away. I know. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Right. What else have you been playing?
1: So this, this is the one that I want to talk a bit about. Um, I'm going back to a lot of old stuff. Um and um Um I played um played Resistance two fairly recently. Yeah. PS three. Um and really enjoyed it. So I thought I'd go and play and buy Resistance One and Resistance Three. Okay. Um, I haven't played three yet, but I went to play one. Yeah. Um have you played Resistance? I haven't. No, no. I not no, so uh, this was 50p at my local uh, <laughs> computer games exporium, um, yeah. and it it um, Resistance Fall of Man to give its full title, Insomniac game, uh, PS3 launch title. I believe it was yeah. the reason to buy a PS3 at launch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it did not have a great launch lineup to the PS3. Um, no. no this is a fun game this is this is a fun game so resistance 2 was um i liked because it had quite a large scale to things and it reminded me a lot of half-life and i think i've discussed half-life more times than i care to mention on this <laughs> podcast but i do like it i i think it's different from other shooting games um the way it does sort of the path and a single player sort of um it it focuses very much on set pieces and um you kind of feel led through levels, which modern games don't do. Modern modern shooters, like you've described, are much more open and much more about choice. But I still very much like that sort of led experience. I think quite a lot of the modern sort of Call of Duty games kind of sort of fall into that remit as well. Although I don't really generally like the gunplay in sort of those games. Um, so Resistance Two felt very much like Half Life, um, and Resistance One also feels very much like Half Life. Um, probably mixed with a little bit of Halo Um, yeah so this game is um, so first off it's an old game so I was expecting again um, dated graphics it looks okay, it's not great but you can tell it's a launch game it does things that launch games do and I love love launch games because you have this thing of launch games are there to kind of go look at what our system can do You know, it's like, look at us. And the big thing in this at the start was like, it kind of does the whole, right, we're going to show up the close-up of his face and then we're going to go into the action. Look how realistic the humans look. And you're looking (laughs) and he's just like, he's this gormless, shaven American hero. And you're like, this is the most rote game going. And I love it for that. The game just mashes together it wants to be Call of Duty and Half-Life and Halo all at the same time. And because it's trying to be all those things, it has literally no identity whatsoever. <laughs> uh, it is hilariously bad uh, in terms of its character. It doesn't know what it wants. Um, but there is, there is a, weird, a weird hook here that I wasn't expecting. So Resistance is set in the UK. Did you know this? I didn't know that. No. The other games are, I think number two is in America. I don't know about three, but Resistance 1 is set in the UK. The game starts in York, England. Right. In the 50s or 60s, Second World War. It's the Second World War's gone wrong and there's aliens. That's what's happening. And they're taking over. Uh, So it starts in York, um, which I know very well, being a man from Yorkshire. Um, Yeah. It kind of looks like York, but kind of doesn't. There are bits which feel, it has kind of the wall. I don't know if you've been to, have you been to York?
0: Yes, I have, yeah.
1: Right, so it kind of has the wall and sort of the structures and coat of arms. I think the coat of arms looks about right. It has some of the sort of shamblesque sort of cottages and things. Mm. Um, And then you're just shooting shit, obviously. Um, It deals very much in tones of grey, this game. Um, It has very little colour at this point. We'll come to colour a bit later on, though. But at the moment, it looks very sort of grey and gritty. And it's really trying to do the World War II thing a lot. It has those, like, bombastic drums and things like that. Like, you know, we're marching to war against flipping aliens. And (laughs) the other funny thing is when you die, I love this, when you die, it kind of just that sepia grey, grainy effect over it. Like, it's meant to be, like, all old and stuff, like, from the World Wars. But you're fighting aliens anyway. So you've got this American guy going around in York. And so, so York, right. And you're going around with people and then you meet a person and he's all like, call blimey governor. <laughs> and then you meet the person yeah. in charge and she's all like, "Oh, hello, hello. I'm from the seventh <laughs> military. And as you go through this game, so the second level, Moves from York. Where do you think you go next? From York.
0: Oh uh, God. Uh, Leeds. Grimsby. <laughs> of
1: course. Of course
0: you go to Grimsby. You, Why wouldn't you, you go
1: to you go to Grimsby in a fishing area, in a fishing port, and fight aliens there. It doesn't look like Grimsby at this point. It's just it's just, you know, um it could be anywhere. It's just a fishing yeah. area. But, again, no Northern accents at all. And I'm like, I'll be honest, this it almost offends me that there's no Northern <laughs> accents because I kind of feel like, I feel a bit victimised by this because did they not do the homework? Have they done this on purpose? I, I genuinely couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was like yeah. this is this is slightly outrageous that you haven't put a single northern accent in this game. <sighs> so then you move on from there and then you go to Manchester. Right? Um which doesn't look anything like Manchester at all. Um <laughs> This is really bad in terms of sort of what it's looking like as a location. Um, It has, this is really where they tried to do the whole um, sort of um, barracks and sort of um, ditches and things to kind of sort of move around um, and sort of creep up around the sides of people. In some ways, Manchester's just like York, but with wider areas in a lot of ways. Again, no Northerners, obviously. <laughs> um, and then the second level that takes place in Manchester, which which is great and there is a good... And this is the only sort of news story that came out of this, um, was that it was set in Manchester Cathedral. Now, that looks great. That looks like a cathedral. That looks like Manchester Cathedral because I've been there multiple times. And you're shooting aliens. And this... This was the only bit of contentious because the Church of England didn't like the fact there was a shooter on the PlayStation 3 <laughs> where you were killing aliens. And I believe it was discussed in the House of Commons at the time um, as being such a, an, an immoral thing that was happening and why were they allowed to do that. Um, but it's a nice location for shooting aliens. I highly recommend <laughs> playing this level. <laughs> um when you get the cutscene change here, what's really funny as well is they kind of do, they, again, they do the, the World War thing of, like, dotted lines and moving locations, like, you know, and sort of, again, show, showing people moving around sort of kind of grayscale. Do you know what I mean? Kind of show, like, troops moving around a map sort of thing, yes. if that makes sense. yeah. Uh, when it does the second time for, for Manchester, I'm pretty sure it moves Manchester to, to where Liverpool is, and it does the dot from there instead. That was again brilliant and ridiculous. Uh, then we finally do go south, so we go Somerset after that, then Bristol, then Bracknell, uh, and, and, and I, I kid you not. So you start the level in Somerset. We've got some green now in in this in this thing. So grey's right, disappeared yeah. because we moved we moved south, obviously. <laughs> and I I shit you not. You can hear birds tweeting in the background as soon as you move to Somerset. <laughs> my, my outrage hit quite high at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of love this game because it's so bad. And, and the story is just absolute crap. Um, but it's fine. I mean, it's, it, it, it plays a good game. It, to be honest. It, it The mechanics are quite nice. I just wish they paid a bit more attention to what they were doing in this game. It just felt like they've gone, oh yeah, that'll be interesting. Let's choose this place and this place. Not really thinking about what they were and what they were about. Um, yeah. There's even a Scottish person in this game and no Northern person. I mean, it's outrageous. Genuinely <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So are all the voices um, clearly American people putting on English accents and uh, Scottish accents? Rather? No,
1: no, 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 no. I think I think they got English people to do these accents. Yeah, right. I don't I don't think that the only American is your character. Um, and does he speak? He might. He must, no, he must have. Sp- he must speak. I don't know. But he's a shaven American. I mean, to be fair, they made him look like an American, if you know what I mean, Um yeah and made him look like a generic shooty man, you know, um, but even so, I just thought <sighs> there's not many games set in Yorkshire, you know, and like they've just absolutely done the worst <laughs> possible interpretation of this, and my man was racing about this, and I want someone to do this, so the story is not great. And I don't know if you've ever played sort of um, old Japanese RPGs from back in the day in the 90s where the translation's not quite right. Oh, yeah, Where they yeah. kind of made it all up. Or Godzilla films or Power Rangers is a really good one. So Power Rangers in Japan is completely different to how it is in America. In America, they just made up stories over the top, you know, yeah. because they just did the scenes because they didn't know any better or they didn't want to know any better. I want somebody to take resistance and take all the cutscenes and all the dialogue and make it Yorkshire and do whatever story you like over the top of it. And I bet you, I bet you, you will improve this game tenfold by doing that. And it will be a masterpiece. It is waiting for it to happen to give it some authenticity. If anybody's got the skills to do it, please do this because it'll be amazing. There's, and, the, and the thing is, the, the way the game's kind of going from A to B to C... There's there's not much happening in terms of the cutscenes. some aliens bits and, you know, you go to factories where they're doing stuff to aliens. This could be a Doctor Who episode quite easily, you know. You could, you could do a really good Doctor Who episode and just make it up. Just make it up. <laughs> I'm more than happy to lend my voice acting talents uh, if anybody is up for this. I'm more than happy to represent York if that helps. But yeah, I, I would love to do that to this game. Um, I think I think you would have, like I say, an instant masterpiece. The other side it's a AAA studio that made this. Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, like I say, at, at some level I'm shocked, and at some level I'm laughing my head off because it was just, just, just silly, just stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I <laughs> I've
0: never played any of the resistance games or I, I don't think I've played any of the kind of big PS3 shooters. What was it? Was Kill it Killzone, wasn't it? it? Was the other series yeah. that they were they were trying to kind of I Yeah, and
1: it was Haze as well. remember Haze? Haze, yeah. Yeah. Was that with the... you
0: could um you could like uh, much change much the better. terrain is that is that the, the one? On, mm, am I thinking the right game here?
1: Don't know. I get the okay. feeling haze was free radical which was yeah. the time splits guys but I might be wrong. Yes that's right. Yeah. Um but there was a lot I played I played some kills They were okay but I, 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 like the, the game feels alright. The the difficulty is very bad as well. I mean I've talked just about the sort of settings and stuff but um the the levels the levels were quite short in general in the areas and it it mixed things up quite nicely. It felt very half life at times, like I say, you had sort of walker creatures and um there were bits where you were go in vehicles, you know. Um Yeah. It 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 but those bits didn't sort of outstay its welcome at any point. And um there's a bit there's a bit of gears of war in there, I think, as well. There's bits where you sort of um, there was a bit where I was near a fountain sort of circular area and that felt very gears of war where creatures sort of coming from different directions and you kind of hide behind sort of terrain. It had quite a lot of destructible train, which was quite nice. Uh, all the weapons kind of had two usage on them. Um, quite versatile weapons, quite odd weapons. Yeah, um, but again, that kind of, I think that speaks to their heritage. They did all the sort of Ratchet and Clank games before this on the PS2, and they always had sort, of, you know, that was one of the things that, that Insomniac was sort of known for at that point was that the, you know, they 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 came up with very creative weapons that kind of felt. Uh, interesting and different and a lot of them here do as well um but they feel quite meaty quite chunky uh, the melee is quite nice up close with them i played on medium and i'll be honest it got pretty damn hard towards the end of the game mm. Um i kind of thought i might give up at one point but i just want to kind of see it through because it was just amusing me too much yeah um so the emboss wasn't a big Yorkshireman then. You didn't get by the end, yeah. I can't even remember what the N-Boss was, you know. Um, yeah. a lot of it was very similar sort of terrain throughout. Um, there were bits that felt like 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 Halo. There were bits where it was almost like a shotgun in a in a big alien ship, you know. Um, yeah. Th- th- it has it has very little. It tried to have a like I say, it struggled for identity throughout. I'm amazed this was the big game. I do love launch games. I do love them because they're just trying so hard. And I just there were interesting like things in in it. It did try to show for its cutscenes as much as possible. Um, it has a lot of modes as well. It has a co-op and multiplayer, single player. It tried to cover like all the bases and I just yeah. get that feeling throughout. But but not in a bad way. I don't. It's well made um but it, you you know it it you can tell they've stretched the design a bit because the areas are not that visually functionally different enough it's really grey i mean i do i, I quite i do, I do think it is quite a good match the yorkshire levels has been so flipping grey i do i do <laughs> think that's quite but but definitely not intentional i don't think i think they did not realize what they were doing there but yeah I I kind of went. Oh, that's cool, but. Um. <laughs> and I also think maybe they went for England because I think I think they may be going for like a War of the Worlds sort of feel for it as well. That was kind of my other thing. Maybe they're going for that H. D. Wells thing, but. Right. Maybe I'm again. Maybe I'm giving it too much. Um, too much. Too much credit. There were there were a lot of instant deaths parts. It felt. I think there was a health meter and regenerating health, but there were bits where enemies would you have kill almost like kill rooms, you know? Not much right. not much to hide behind. It did get frustrating at times. Um but yeah it was good. Um the other the other thing I should say as well is um one of the nice things is um hooked up a PS four pad, which is always nice now because that right, PS three okay. pad is not good for shooters but with a PS four pad... It, the triggers, yeah it's not ideal is it? Uh, it's massively better with that. And uh, I changed all the config for the controls to make it that I was using triggers for shooting rather than L one and L two, which I think was the default. Uh, right, right, okay. And that helped a lot. Um Yeah. The 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 other the other thing that just really amused me i here, which was um with the main characters, you know, it does his face and stuff at one bit, inexplicably. I think this was them trying to show a character. There's no reason for it he's there and he's posing and he's going to kill an enemy in a minute and you're looking at him he um he just spits on the ground because he's a you know he's a true hero just spits yeah. on the ground lovely yeah <laughs> hale i think he's called general hale i mean come on <laughs> <sighs> oh I don't think people are going to remember the the resistance games but this first one is great. Um yeah. Yeah. I got I got quite a tatty copy for my 50p and and I went back and bought another copy because I thought I kind of want a a slightly nicer copy for my collection because um this this is future gold this. This is <laughs> this is uh this is a let's play in the making for for, for Yorkshire yeah. the world over, you know. Um <laughs> I think, I think that's all I've got to say. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, right, what else are we playing? I have been playing Burley
0: Minute C. Do you know Burley Menace C? Is this a Switch game? It may well be out on Switch now. i played it on PS4. Uh, I know that it's on Steam and um, on tablets.
1: Okay.
0: But, yeah. I mean, it would—you could very easily see it sitting on Switch. It's—it's um, it's a really, really charming uh, narrative adventure by uh, indie dev called Brain and Brain, which are a U.S.-based husband and wife team. Uh, it tells a, a folk story of sorts with branching paths, twelve possible endings, um, and the basic story is you've got three large men with beards who are seafaring folk. Uh, they come across uh a map um and they get in their ship and set off on adventure and get into a num- number of different scrapes um the inputs are minimal you've got a cursor you can move around and, and interact with objects um and then either the right stick um on, on ps4 at least uh the right stick or the um r1 and r2 buttons extend the the view um either to the left or the right and if you extend it enough your 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 main characters uh move with the action um it's really graphically striking uh, it's it's a minimalist style with a, with a really clean bold look it's really charmingly animated and what i really loved about it in particular i mean i think a lot of people will will love the way it looks and the and the way you know um the way it moves as i say but the writing for me was was really excellent really really witty but but also really economical it's these really succinct passages uh telling the story in, in these kind of short bursts that that really brought a smile to my face throughout and it's it's not a long game at all. The first playthrough is maybe thirty minutes long, maybe forty. Um, and each one after that, if you want to go and do the multiple endings, you can do them in in ten minutes or so each. Um, as I say, there's there's twelve uh, different endings, um, and the story loops really cleverly, meaning you're not having to redo the beginning of the game at, at, at the outset if you're going to go back and do those other bits and pieces. Um, and it it handles the narration and dialogue quite cleverly that changes depending on which path you've been down before so even if you get halfway through the game and then take a different path um, some of the stuff you encounter early in the game changes slightly or the description changes to, in a knowing way you know to, to what's happened before um, I, I just I just really really enjoyed it again it's, it's not something you you would say you absolutely must go and play this you know um, but I mean it's just a really really lovely little palette cleanser in between some of the longer games I've been playing. And there's a really neat kind of physical tie-in with it as well. Basically, each time you you finish a path of the story, you arrive back at a building that you were in at the start of of that playthrough, and there's a bookshelf and uh, basically a a book um, detailing the the story you've just been on, the adventure you've just been on. It, It sort of sits on that shelf with little icons depicting some of the paths you chose. And there's a little code at the top, a little number, numerical code at the top, and you can go to the developer's website and enter it there. You can order like a physical hardcover book of, of your chosen path. There's, there's, as oh, I say, 12 right. different ones. Really, really nice in the same, in same style of, uh, um, like storybook style of, of the way that the, um, the graphics are drawn in this game. I just thought it was really, that's a really nice little, little tie in. Um, I think they've, they've just announced a bit more about their next game. It's another narrative adventure. I um, don't know when it's coming out, but it's called Wooden Nickel. It's uh, set in the old west this time. I'm just yeah really keen to see what they come up with next. I just this is really refreshing. Not really played anything like it. It's uh, it's really nice. Definitely worth worth taking a look.
1: Um, yeah, I'd heard of the name, but I didn't know anything about it. And the name didn't what you described. I, I'm struggling to link. Too, if that makes sense yes it's just yeah, yeah. <coughs> did that give in too much away or because the name doesn't seem to fit with the game if that makes sense to me i don't know if that is that logical what i'm saying i don't know i mean
0: but... i mean it is it, it's, it's descriptive of your your characters you do play three burly men with beards who go off on adventures but it's uh yeah i mean you could see some people look at this and say, "Oh, it's a bit whimsical and and a bit a bit light for my my taste." You could see some people just bouncing right off it. But I think if you are interested in narrative-driven experiences that aren't going to take up you know huge amount of time, that they, that tell their story in a really um, what
1: what are the mechanics way. I suppose in the game? Is it, is it just so? It is literally
0: you, you move. Yeah, but but. Yeah, it it's simple simple stuff. So as I say, you, you basically move your viewpoint either to the left or the right, your your characters will move along, and then um for the most part, yeah, you've got a cursor that you can interact with certain objects which will drive the story on. Um there are little little things that change it up here and there, but but those are largely the mechanics. It's very, very simple inputs. Um but um it doesn't pretend to be anything other than that, you know, it's right. it's so it, they they brand it sorry, go on.
1: Oh, what I was going to say is it is it almost a visual novel in some ways then because it sounds like there's no it, puzzles or anything. It's just it sounds they're, quite. There are incredibly
0: light puzzle in 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 having to get past certain obstacles, but I wouldn't even call them puzzles. I think there was one moment where I was just like, I don't for a while I was I'm not really sure what to do. I'm failing to spot here. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, to 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 move on. Um, but that was that was you know, relatively quick in the grand scheme of things. Um, yeah, you could you could essentially say it's a visual novel with with a little bit more interaction than than you would have in terms of you are you are moving the the, the guys along uh, the scenes essentially, sure. uh, and yes, you do interact great. with the odd, the odd bit piece. But but yeah, you, the the text it's told is not uh, it's not voiceover; it's told in text that that comes up on the screen, uh, and it is almost like you're playing a storybook um so you've got you've got like a really bold image with text a, a, along the top um but yeah it's just, like okay. i say it's just it's just Excellent. really wittily written in places so, some of the characterization of, of of the people you come across is is really nice and as I say just a, I really admire a game that that has the confidence to be economical with its writing and yeah. and just get its story across um succinctly like that and I think it does that perfectly i think i think um yeah as I say I'm definitely keen to see what what they do next, whether they are tempted to to go bigger, because I think it's been well received. I've read, having looked at some of the reviews it got at the time, um, it got some really glowing reviews. Um, so I wonder whether they will stick to that style or try and do something a bit more grand. But um, but yeah, now I'm really really interested to see what they come up with next. And I would definitely recommend it to anyone who is is uh, kind of interested in narrative experiences. Mm-hmm. But but I can totally see also, as I say, why yeah you know, some people will definitely look at it and go that's that's really not for me um
1: but but no, it captured my attention for sure it could would 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 a would a criticism of those people be maybe it's too slight and too short and not enough meat sort of for them is that is that the angle that you think that people will bounce off in terms yeah of i
0: think i think some people would not in, i think what I really loved about it, which is I found the white the writing charming and witty I think some people would find it. A little bit whimsical and, and um, a bit knowing, maybe.
1: Uh, Was it but, all sailory talk but, and stuff?
0: No, no, it's not. It's not not, not, and, not <laughs> and stuff.
1: You know, I mean, no, no, that's no. all. That's what I'll think straight away with a title like that. You say it's going to be, you know, yeah. Captain well, no, no, no. almost. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's
0: not, it's not a not a sea shanty in sight. No, it's uh, it's um, no. I think they. I think. It, I think it's uh, it's cleverly written. Uh, quite quite wittily done, but but yeah, I mean, um, yeah yeah, I, I think what you what you said there would also be fair. Some people may, you know, there are if you were to just play it through once, it is literally thirty forty minutes, and some people who yes. who just find it fine and not bothered about it finding the other paths, they they might be like, well, what what was the fuss about? Um, mm-hmm. And the different paths aren't massively massively different; they're just kind of interesting. Uh, kind of twists on the tails. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it, not not for everybody, but but yeah, as I say, it really, really captured my attention. I, I really loved it.
1: Yeah, there's something to be said for short well crafting experiences and there. I think yeah, we've absolutely. said that plenty of times on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and um, I think it's nice that we can have games that don't need to feel like they need to be more than that, nor shoehorn mechanics that maybe don't fit because of some tick box of um this is what's expected of video games and um, mm. um anything that sort of branches out from that i'm sort of um i'm still a big sort of uh, fan of um in terms of sort of experiences and and uh, i know we're both sort of fans of things like hair uh, story for example isn't it and, and things yes and yeah. i think you know anything that kind of can tell a strong narrative in a short amount of time um yeah i'm very interested always um you know it's no different from a well-written film or well-written book is it in that sense um what's what's the what's the yeah i mean you mentioned the storybook thing more than once there is is there a is it meant for a certain audience in terms of, or is it in terms of age, or do you think it's meant for the seasoned sort of point I, clicker so, like so, yourself? So younger people would. In- <laughs> <laughs> I
0: I think it is. Um, I think it's aimed at, at the young at heart, but I would say I would say there's more there for for adults. Don't get me wrong; children could very happily play it. It's not not too difficult for them by by any means. Um, but I think, as I say, the way it's written, I think um, people who maybe enjoyed kind of fairy stories, folk tales, when they were younger, okay. but I now have an age to appreciate, you know, something that's been been well written um, a, a little bit more looking back than than, than maybe. But but yeah, I th- it is very simplistic in 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 certain ways. So so it could be enjoyed by by um, by
1: different ages for sure. And it's not too unsavory or anything like that.
0: No, no, not at all. No,
1: no, very wholesome. It's it's very wholesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and do the, does the graphical style sort of match that as well? Because I think that. that yeah, you know, it's, I don't know how to explain storybook. it. I'm not, I'm not.
0: Sorry, I missed that. We'll say again.
1: So, in in terms of that graphical style, is it is it quite sort of um, does it match with that storybook aesthetic? Is it quite sort of um, bold? Um, thick lines, yeah. bigger than bigger than life, sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's it's I, very it.
0: very cool. um yeah, it's very very kind of minimalistic style. I d- I don't know whether this is right. I'm I'm not very good with the stuff, but I whether it's kind of Scandinavian in in style, um, okay. It's it's yeah, it's very distinct. Um, I, I, yeah, worth 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 taking a look. And I, I think if you look at some screenshots and think, oh, that looks that looks quite nice, then then you're gonna. <laughs> You you've got an no idea of what it's going to be like, but it's got a very distinct style. But but yeah, I'm not doing a particularly good, good job of explaining it. But yeah, very bold, minimalistic style. It is essentially know, yeah, It often will look like the page of a, of a storybook as you're playing through. Cool.